107.3, London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen. Morning team, four minutes past five. What a lovely day. Friday, every day that has the word fruit in it is a good day as far as I'm concerned. And especially as it's bank holiday weekend. And that means... When you all finish work today, you can go away for three days. You can go away for Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Nick Conrad's back with us uh, tomorrow, one o'clock, LBC. And then he's back, I think, for one day next week for Bill. who's gone up north, apparently, or something like that. Anyway, nice to have your company. And uh, we take your texts and emails between now and seven. We'll be rude about various celebrities. We'll be very rude about certain celebrities. We'll pick on stories that will have you going, Oh, dear me, that is just the worst kind of thing you listen to. And we're a little bit irreverent. And between you and me and the gatepost, we're not particularly PC either. We don't really do PC. It's a bit naff. It's for wusses. People say, oh, you can't say that. It's offensive. to Oh, I really couldn't care less. I'm sorry. I'm the sort of person who, if I see something and I don't like it, you know, I'm, I'm bound to tell you. I think there's no point in sort of telling fibs and going around the house and going, oh, you know, perhaps, perhaps there's a nice side to these people. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. If I'm mentioning them on the programme, there's a very good chance that they're just not nice people, full stop. Um, now, listen, I've got... A knife, which means we've got a cake, which means John Warrington's coming in, because it's his birthday tomorrow, as you know, so he celebrates his birthday tomorrow. So, no doubt, if I see him on Monday, get my drift, uh, I might have to say happy birthday again, mightn't I? Which is good. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Avril Gaynor, who is the publicity officer for the Bluebell Railway, has sent me all their literature... Uh, on the Bluebell Railway, which is quite nice, including a complimentary ticket for two adults... Uh, stroke one family. Might have to take the kids down there. They would love that, actually. They would they'd love railways. We did the little railway at the garden centre with the overpriced potatoes. And uh, that was the only good thing about it. The little railway was 80 pence, two baked potatoes, £14.50. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still smarting about it now because I'm... For, sorry, £14.58. God, dear, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Anyway, we've got our, our very own bog off as well today in the, uh, the How Low... Because you know that Nick was talking about the Toshiba laptop. Well, I'm offering you bog off, which means if you buy one, you get one free, which is very good news. So details of that coming up in a moment. Uh, Noreen, good morning. She says we're allowing three and a half hours to get to Hornchurch on Monday. Three and a half hours. I remember Noreen came to see the lights going on in in Twickenham. And it took her days. I mean, it, it was practically, you know, two trains, a camel, a horse... And then sort of shanks his pony for the... I mean, it was just unbelievable. But she says, uh, I have to say, you're surpassing... Oh, this is somebody else's. You're surpassing yourself with Katie Price for three days. Uh, I now believe you secretly fancy her. That's what you, Kate, why you keep going on about it. You're joking, are you? Listen, I think if you were to secretly fancy that, you'd either have to be blind or failing that. You, your, your sights were set particularly low, I think. <laughs> I don't think. There's a picture of her in the paper today. I mean, it is awful. And then, lo and behold, strangely enough, the BBC put her on. Because I turned on Country File, or as I prefer to call it, the BBC wasting even more of your money, a programme which must have about 12 presenters for Country File. You know, most people who live and work in the country haven't got time to watch the television. They're too busy trying to scrape a living. You've only got to look at poor Hugh Broom. He's had the same pair of shoes on for the past three years. I mean, quite clearly, this poor boy's not... I mean, I've decided for Christmas we're going to have to get him the Grattan's catalogue and let him pick out an outfit for next year. Because I'm desperate to see him in, you know, in anything apart from these... Which he's, and he's, he drags his feet along the ground. Driven me mad! Driven me... My mother used to say the same thing. It's like, you know, when you're sitting at the table and you start slouching and your mother goes, sit up straight. And so you, you say, I am sitting... You'll end up with a bad back. You say, no, I won't. 
and you have to masticate quite a lot as well at the at the tape. My mother used to really get quite angry. I never masticated as as much as I should have done. I should have actually done it much because I used to literally in the mouth swallow. And she said to me, "No, masticate." And so I said. How many times? She said, well, I don't know, about 30 times. So you get this piece of meat in your mouth and you'd sit there to the point of boredom. You know, in the... Oh, it's like stewing steak. used to drive me crackers, I'm afraid. So uh, my advice for you all this morning is more masticating at the table. That's the kind of thing you've got to go for. And Hugh, Hugh Broom and his boots, because it's the only way forward. I mean, really, I mean perhaps, it's, perhaps he's one of these people who goes to hoedowns. I have met people before who go to barn dances. Now, I'm not the sort of person, generally speaking, who would want to go and be surrounded by hay bales with a, with a, a red and white neckerchief or handkerchief around your neck. But I do know people do. And I, for some reason, I've now got this image in my mind of Hugh Broom going to a few of these barn dances and doing a bit of dosy doing. I don't know what dosy doing is, but whatever it is, I reckon he'd be quite good at it. Because I watched this country file. Anyway, they go out to Badminton which is very nice, the country house, and they go there. And who's, who's flogging her, her naff outfits? Jordan. Obviously filmed ages ago before the split with Peter, who incidentally is pictured, because uh, he told the photographers where he was going, uh, to his lawyer, luckily clutching a copy of his new single, which is out very shortly. So uh, might as well capitalise on that one, Pete, as quickly as you can, because I wonder if people will buy it out of sympathy. Because he said, I'm not interested in the money, I'm only interested in the, in the children. So that's quite good, isn't it? And, and can you please buy my record? Because it's really, uh, really good. So uh, perhaps we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But uh, where else was I? Oh, yes, yeah, so, so the amount of people who seem to think that I fancy Jordan. God dear. Really, uh, no idea at all. And um, Noreen says, happy birthday, John, for Saturday. Because it's John's... Actually, it's everybody's birthday coming up. I think John's birthday, Dale's birthday. It's quite about, about four or five people I know have all got birthdays around the same period. Corin and Tony say, wish John a very happy birthday, which is on the same day as our son Damien, so I always remember it. All the best for Monday. People don't normally wish you well for coming in and doing a show at LBC, but all of a sudden people are now wishing me well, so thank you for that. We'll do the horse racing a bit later on, and what else are we going to... We need to do the papers, don't we, as quickly as... But just in case John gets here and he's, he's not feeling in the same kind mood that I am this morning, because when I do go through the papers, sometimes I see stories and I mark them off, and I think, oh, God, my audience are not going to like that, and then I think, maybe they might like that, because, to be honest with you, I've really got no idea which of the stories that, that tempt you to phone up radio stations or send texts and emails. Generally speaking, and we all went very... Sign of the times, after yesterday, when we had our rant at the Catholic Church for the paedophile priests and the abuse that has gone on. Normally speaking, you would actually gauge public opinion by people uh, writing in saying, leave the Catholic Church alone. This time, not a peep. Not a peep. Generally, people saying, it's disgusting, it's gone on for years and years. Any other organisation, they'd be up in court. Any other organisation up in court? Not these priests. They need to sort it out very quickly. Baby P's mother grovelled for forgiveness. Do you know, I had no idea until we went onto the internet, because you can't name this woman, and there's no pictures of her in the paper. The internet quite clearly isn't policed as heavily as the press in this country. Because all over, all over the internet. In fact, you can find anything. on the, There is nothing you cannot... I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm really not interested in somebody grovelling to the court. What this... Uh, little boy endured and the cruelty. I mean, just beggars belief. I'm sorry, I'd have I'd have strung this woman up. I'm afraid. I don't believe. I'm, I don't. Well, I do believe, but I don't. I just don't understand how anybody can ever inflict cruelty on a little tiny child. I don't. I, I don't understand how people can do it on animals. 
but, you know, to do it on a little child, and then for the, uh, those excuses for social workers, who are now appealing against their firing. They're appealing. On what grounds? You're bloody useless. I've never met a social worker yet who's worth their salt. All we seem to get in the papers, years and years and years of it, goes back donkey's years, is social workers who are blooming inept. They can't spot people. I mean, most of the ones that you think about, Victoria Columbia, you remember that? They didn't spot the bruising, the cigarette burns. They spotted nothing. What are these people, blind? Just disgusting. And Baby P, I think the whole country was revolted. So I'm not remotely interested in some mother who's sort of saying, oh, I'm really sorry for any hurt. Really sorry? It's a poor little kid in a cemetery because of you, love. Peter Andre, shock birthday present for uh, Katie Price, a divorce. Luckily, as I say, Pete uh, wearing a suit that's a little bit too small for you, Pete, but I just thought I'd mention that now as a fashion statement. Uh, told the press that he was going off to see them, so he's, he's looking a bit miserable. You'd have thought... I don't want to sort of put too fine a point on it. You thought Pete would be looking really happy. He's finally got rid of the inflated old bag. You know, that would be the best news ever. But apparently, as she flies home, looking like some over-made-up old tart as per usual, clutching the most peculiar Princess Tiami, they're, they're all odd-looking, these children. <laughs> you know you sometimes look at children and you think, you, could, you know what they're going to look like when they grow up. I've got no idea what this one's going to look like. Peaches Geldof, I thought when I first saw the picture, but they're back. Katie was surrounded by minders, and uh, a close friend of hers uh, says she's been in an evil mood and her temper won't improve when she learns about Pete's divorce talks, and she's saying nothing. Nothing. And they emphasise nothing. I thought, well, she's given an interview to OK magazine. She's given an interview to just about anybody. You think you're going to shut her up? I'm telling you, Pete. You go through with this. Oh, oh. Oh, God, blimey. You've no idea. Well, I mean, perhaps you should have an idea because you know how revolting she can be. She's going to be so vile over this one. Uh, He said he doesn't want the money. Fool. Go for the money. Go for the money. Why not? Uh, A lot of people now suggesting what we suggested yesterday on the programme, which is that Michael Jackson might cancel all of his concerts. They're now saying in the paper today, is he actually... He's saying that uh, the rehearsal time is not enough and they need more rehearsal time. What amazed me was they had so-called fans of his on the television yesterday. They appeared on every television programme, the dreary, balmy ones, who were saying, it's disgusting, why is it... And they're thinking, you're quite clearly not a true fan. Because true fans would be people who go, well, at least we're going to get to see him because he's Michael Jackson. He wants it to be right for us. No, they did nothing but bleat and moan. Oh, we sat there in line. We took our computer. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Boring little twerps. They all turned up on the television yesterday. Yeah, because like, I was really upset because like, we're like true fans and we're not going to get to see him like till March and he might cancel that. Good. Hope he does. Hope he does. Can't be true fans if you start not. It's like people say committed Labour supporter. Next thing they've they've sort of moved over to the Tories or they've more from, moved from Tories to Labour. We quite clearly weren't that committed. And Michael Jackson fans, I don't believe they they were fans at all because otherwise you'd forgive him anything. Let's face it, you've forgiven him all the stories in the papers. So just because he cancels a few things because he wants it to be right for you, and immediately they start picking on him. I'd burn their tickets actually. I'd burn it in front of them and go, eh, you're not going to the concert now, are you? That's a bit tough, isn't it? God, nothing worse than a scorned fan, especially of Michael Jackson's. You'd think they'd be really kind to him and go, thanks, Mike, we just want it to be right for you and we're looking forward to seeing you. Not, you know, you've let us down. Mind you, judging by some of the fans they dragged up on the television. Ooh, scary. Ooh. I don't, everybody else was going, my friend Michael was going, ooh, you know, you have to script. Well, Michael Jackson now is so odd, ooh. Because he's not going to be do the high-pitched voice, is he? We're not even convinced he can actually do the dancing anymore. 
But uh, he will be on stage eventually for true fans who don't complain. Nothing worse. 16 past five. LBC 97.3. Morning, every 18... No, it's not. It's 19 minutes past five. Just Not that it makes a scrap of... I could say it's 20 past two. Nobody's going to worry about it, are they? Although we did do that once. I came at the wrong time check. Somebody wrote in, quite, I've just missed my train, thanks to you. I thought, good. <laughs> do you, remember, you know, look at a watch. Well, people have got watches now. It's like somebody said, you didn't do the weather. Yeah, well, look out the window. That's what the weather is, where you are. I don't know, it could be different. I mean, here, we're bathing in sunshine and I'm wearing a bikini. You know, where you are, I might be tipping it down. You know, it could be snow, you might be listening in Antarctica. I've got no idea. I'm not psychic. I'm not like that old rogue Yvette Fielding. Did you see her the other day? You know Yvette Fielding makes these dreadfully naff programmes so haunted. You know, what, what she's done is tap into a market of the bewildered, I'm afraid. Ooh, I thought, just, this ghost just walked straight out the wall in front of me. And I, I swear to you, it was Dick Turpin. Anyway, she sits on Paul O'Grady's show, trying to flog these naff old programmes, which her and her husband, Carl, make. And I've got another one, it's called In Bed with Yvette and Carl, where she gave the worst example of how not to act, where he'd bought a car and, and she was going, I told you not to buy a car. This is in front of a camera. But of course, knowing Yvette Fielding from her lousy presentational days on Blue Peter, she hasn't improved. If anything, she's got worse. Because how you could ever believe that this was a real argument as opposed to something fake, I don't know. It was almost like So Haunt Me, the biggest pile of rubbish ever seen on the television, with the biggest pile of people like, oh, I'm contact, oh, hang on, whoop, whoop, whoop. Did you have a dog once? You remember that? Oh, Derek Acora. Oh, I tell you, no fool like an old fool. What a pile of old rubbish. Entertainment purposes, ladies and gentlemen. And frankly, not even that entertaining. As I say, if it's got an ex-Blue Peter presenter putting it together, it's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. And then Paul O'Grady, who loves that kind of stuff, she's going to take him over to an asylum. Probably his place of birth, I shouldn't wonder. But anyway, they're going to take him over there. And uh, apparently there's bodies all over the place and it's really haunted. No, it's not. Don't be so stupid, Yvette. Nothing worse than a bewildered ex-Blue Peter presenter, as as I was only saying to Anthea Turner the other day through a medium. Or was she a large? Anyway, uh, 5.20, we've got a bog-off today. The bog-off is the Toshiba laptop, which you know about because Nick Conrad told you. Looking very... He must go to the gym, you know. Because I don't eat any more than he does, and he's a lot slimmer. Perhaps he's got different metabolism. Perhaps he's got different metabolism, because he's definitely looking a little bit buff. Needs a haircut, but he's looking a little bit buff at the moment, because I'm going in for a haircut uh, tomorrow... Tomorrow. I've got lunch today. got lunch with Giles, Noreen, you'll be pleased to know. Although it's a late lunch. Where the dickens we're going to eat at 30 I've got no idea. And we've got a new fire alarm fitted to home. But apart from that, we've got the how low and the bog-off. And the bog-off only lasts till 7. So, in other words, for every bid you make for the Toshiba laptop, I'll give you the second one free of charge. So, a bit of extra help for you. Nudge, nudge. Uh, so, buy one, get one free. All free bids must be used by 7am this morning. How to play. If you fancy going for my Toshiba laptop, which comes preloaded with Windows, it's all very exciting, the lowest unique bid will win. So you have a guess at how low it's going to go. It's not going to go for £6, put it that way. Probably not even going to go for, for £3. It'll probably go for between 0 pence and about £2.50. Or so. That's what they generally go for. Some of them, you know, 43 pence, 58 pence, something like that. So don't, don't think you've got to go near the price of it. So I'm, I'm helping. I'm not supposed to, but I'm helping a bit there. And the computer will help you as well. If you get a unique bid and the computer will tell you that's what you want. So every bid you make, I'll give you the second one for free. So the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Take full advantage of it. It's worth it. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to 888. 
8821. So LBC, then your bid in pence, and then send that to 8821. So, for example, if you wanted to bid £1.39, you text LBC 139, and then send that to 8821. Every second bid between now and 7am this morning is free. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Because it's uh, very nice. And if you take advantage of the bog off, it's, uh, it's well worth it. Well worth it. Johnny of Brixton says, happy birthday to John Warrington. What journey will he take with his Freedom Pass and other senior citizen benefits? Oh, I saw an argument on the bus. Actually, I saw two th- I must be... I've fated. I see things on buses and I think, do you know, thank God I've got a radio programme. I get the bus at Kingston, the 281. Apart from the fact that you get halfway round, round the journey on the 281 to Hounslow and they have to change drivers. I don't know whether they're not allowed to drive very far. So you stand there while they chatter and smoke their cigarettes and all the rest of it. Dan knows what goes on. And so eventually we get this thing going. But anyway, the guy pulls in at the Bentall Centre and we start boarding at the front. And immediately there's an old lady with um, a trolley on wheels. And she says to the driver, I can't get off the bus. You're too far away from the kerb. I can't get off the bus. So I'm sitting there, and of course, you know what it's like in a situation like that? You tend to just watch, don't you? You tend to watch. I'm, and she's going, I'm too far. Look, I can't get off. And she's getting quite irate about it. He just sits there, impassively staring into the distance. Anyway, she gets to the door, and he's parked by the bike rack. So she's finding it even more difficult to get her four-wheel trolley off the bus. And she is there a gentle, is there a gentleman there who can get this off for me? Well, I mean, I'm sitting upstairs, so, of course, you can hear this and you can watch it outside. Eventually, they get this... She's still berating the bus driver. She's still berating him, saying, it's too far, you're supposed to park nearer. He's sitting there wishing, you know, that the seat would sort of eject him out the top of the bus and send him anywhere but where he is at this precise moment. And eventually, she gets off the bus with this four-wheel trot. You've seen them, they look like boxes with four wheels on them. And she can't get through the bike rack. Because the, 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 she's obviously using this thing for support as well. So I think her daughter has to help her. No, no help from the bus driver whatsoever. No help at all. So anyway, so we, we wander in our merry little way. So we've all had a bit of excitement there. We get to Teddington. And, you know, you, you stop at traffic lights. I'm looking out the window and there's the security man from Tesco. And he's, he's talking to, uh, to a lad who looks about anywhere between 20 and 30. Looked a bit grubby. He's quite clearly stolen something. And the security man's going, come back inside the shop, come back inside the shop. This bloke does a runner. Unfortunately for him, standing just a little bit out of sight is a policewoman. So she goes in pursuit of... And, of course, I can't turn around because my neck's gone. And I'm, try, I'm trying to look around, think, I've, I feel like saying to everybody, what's going What's happening? And it was like having a neck brace on. It was, I was in dreadful pain, but at the same time I wanted to watch it. And she's on her talking brooch, you know, Zed Victor one second. And she's trying to sort of... And it was all really terribly exciting, actually. Very exciting. Always happens to me. Uh, Steve, I do not do PC, says Martine, as my catchphrase <laughs> goes, and quote, excuse me while I deep fry a penguin. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. That's why. And the only version of Windows XP is in the house in the sat-nav. Do you know, I saw a sat-nav the other day on a tractor. On a tractor, it was Hugh Bruman all about these. It was fifteen thousand quid this tractor, and it comes with two sat navs, and it tells them where to spray the fertilizer, the nitrogen. And this farmer was telling us that he spends seventy five thousand pounds a year putting nitrogen into the soil because nowadays they don't do what we called years ago rotation crops. Rotation crops is where you would have a crop in a field, say sugar beet. The next year you would leave it fallow. 
Well, farmers can't afford to do that now, although this farmer was saying perhaps we should go back to that system. So they then had somebody take aerial pictures so we can see where this field is not producing the rapeseed oil, which takes seven months to grow. I thought it was just an overnight crop. No, seven months, this blooming stuff. It's easier to sort of, you know, get, get children. But you have this thing, and he said, then we, we looked at the picture, and you can see the parts of the field, so we, we spray it with nitrogen, which they have to buy in. He said it's terribly expensive, but obviously it, it outweighs the, how much money they get for the rapeseed oil. And then the tractor will work out through the sat-nav which part of the field needs more, and will adjust the thing at the back. And they were debating whether or not to buy this thing. I thought, these, these people in the country, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely unbelievable. So I thought, I thought you'd know all about that. Uh, Steve, says Noreen, we did the Bluebell Railway and Sheffield Park a year or so ago. The kids would love it. Twickenham were just the three trains and I think three plus hours. That's what Noreen did to get to the, uh, the lights. She said, Diane's husband is bringing us to Hornchurch. Do you know everybody's going to Hornchurch? The amount of... Why? Why is everybody going to Hornchurch? <laughs> uh, Paul says, just to wish John Warrington a happy birthday for tomorrow... Uh, you did hear wrong, incidentally, about chewing. Definitely wrong. It's, uh, you, you, if, if you chew a lot, it's very good for you. Very good for you, apparently so. Also, I found what's going on here. Uh, another one here. Uh, Brian says, are you on air on Bank Holiday Monday? I do hope so. Unless you've heard something I haven't. Yes, as far as I know, I'm here. Yeah, we will check the schedule. You might find I'm not on on Bank Holiday Monday. Joni says, recovering in hospital after the op last night. Please send me a cheery message. Plus, wish some Peter a very happy birthday for today. Oh, I bet you're lying there going, oh, what time do they bring breakfast round? Because when you're in hospital, you've got to wait for everybody. So you lie there, don't you? Look at other people going, my God, you look ill. You look the other side, you go, oh, blimey, you're not going to make it, are you, today? It's just, you do that in hospital. I, I, I spent, because I'm a terrible sleeper, so I, I sort of end up staring at the ceiling in hospital. And I, I couldn't move anyway, because I'm connected up to a cardiac machine. So I've got all these things stuck. I've got about 20 little bits and pieces stuck to my body. And just when you think, right, I'm now going to doze off to sleep, they come around and wake you up again. And they do another blood test. Oh, I've on for ages. Uh, ages. Uh, Steve, where are the Gurkhas going to live when they settle here? God, we've got loads of housing. We've got so much housing, you could house all the Gurkhas and still have enough room for loads of other people. It's as simple as that. We've got tons of housing. This is LBC 97.3. Fly with British Airways from London City Airport, where check-in... Company, 28 minutes to six is the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, Steve, says uh, Phil, uh, John is my favourite guest on your show, as he has a lovely radio voice. I imagine him to be tall and handsome. How wrong can you be? How wrong? Short, fat and squat, I'm afraid. He's uh, never, ever could be considered tall, dark and handsome. How rude. Exactly. Wait a minute. Sorry, I'm hearing the voice, but I'm not seeing him. <laughs> Where Amanda is he? Come out from under the table, how John. How smart I look today. Really? I dressed up. It's, it's actually part. Yeah, but she's on filasan. You know <laughs> oh, what she's true, like. If there's some new medical herbal remedy, she's on. I bought on her it. a sinatogen this morning. Just How wise! Case. How wise! I love. You can't beat a good bit of sinatogen. No, you can't. Actually, sometimes we do need it. What well, you do? Do you know the funny thing is? I was talking to somebody the other day. I've realised that when you start talking about your medical problems, or when you start sort of saying, "Oh, of course, it was different years ago," you suddenly realise you've hit middle age. I was talking to my driver, mm. and um, his his mum sadly has got terminal cancer at the moment. Mm. And so I say, it's just so awful. You go through these things. As you get a bit older, you know, things start going wrong. And no- We had somebody in the company who died the other day here who worked in our uh, IT department. Not in 30- the building? Yeah. Oh. 34. 
34 died of heart complications. And you think, it's such a bloody waste. Yeah, it's I know. It's such a waste. It, I had a client, actually, who, who came, who was a young guy, came home, came into our office, paid some money off his holiday, he was taking his wife on a, a surprise holiday mm. to Las Vegas. Oh, and nice. Uh, it was wonderful. Mm. And he went home, and uh, in, within half an hour, dropped down dead. Oh. He was 32. Three Isn't children. Awful, when you sort of, you think, you know, sometimes I look at my body... In fact, sometimes I really look at my body. Sometimes you really shouldn't. Sometimes I shouldn't, actually. That's generally first thing in the morning. And I think to myself, you don't know what's going on inside here, do you? No, you, you don't. don't. Know if all of a sudden something's going to happen, and, and because it's so <clears> complicated, <throat> nobody can actually duplicate your body, but we can sort of put it back together. Look at marks, honestly. I've started marking as well. Marking? Mark it. Well, not, no, not harming. Not harming. No, that's not dreadful. self-harming. No, no. But I take my socks off, and I've got a ridge around my legs. That's what happens. It's not the water no. retention. It's not water retention. <laughs> you should go to Perrier. Come off Evian and go to Perrier. Really? Or good old tap water. I do water. drink bottled... Oh, no, I don't do tap. You see, you drink gallons of water, don't you? I don't drink gallon. I do do a lot of bottled water. I don't drink tap. No? Unless I'm absolutely desperate. Why not, though? I don't like it. Do you not have a water filter at home? Uh, I've had Brita water filters, mm. but after a while, they go manky. Are you supposed to change them? Yeah, but even changing, they still go manky. What, inside the thing? Yeah, I don't like it. You get a tide mark. Oh, it's horrid. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I'm a bit funny about things like that. So you so buy I, bottled water? I buy bottled water. Well, because for 37p, you get two litres or whatever mm. it is in M&S. Yeah, it's quite and you can buy it in Iceland for a, a gallon for a penny or something stupid. But... And you could get a whole tank full from Costco, That's I think, right. for 40 <laughs> pence. I should imagine so. But I, I do like water. Yeah, no, I don't, you see. Oh, do you not? You no. don't drink water? I'm really bad, and so I do, do try. Well, I, I've, I've, what I've started to do, what do I drink? White wine? Red wine? Yeah, first thing in the morning, you can't drink oh, no, no, wine. No, no, well, no. I mean, first thing in the morning, I ha- love my new Nespresso coffee machine. Which is the most wonderful... I bought wonderf- one. Did I you did. buy one? Well, I, I've, I've bought a couple over the years, and I've always given them away. I bought one, and I thought I'd make a statement, so they do a bright pink one. Hmm. It's bright pink. It's real pink. It's real... If this was an ice cream, you'd eat it. And, and it's and a I, gay coffee machine. It's what it, it does look very camp. And I, I thought, I'm never going to use this. I'm absolutely never going to use it. I bought it. I, I like the coffee and things <laughs> like that. So I gave it to my brother. And he uses it. Oh, he uses he mine uses every it. morning. In I fact, it, the water it, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we mentioned Rolls Royces. One will turn up through the car window. Only if you're in Tesco's. <laughs> absolutely. It's only if you're in Tesco waiting for it. <laughs> yes, if you're Imagine. looking for white wine <laughs> in Tesco's. I thought it might have been you when I read that story. Well, I, I looked at the car. I thought, hello. That looks a bit you familiar. See the picture? Yeah. It's very, very similar, isn't it? I thought, Imagine Ooh. driving. I mean, it's the kind of thing you've always wanted to do. Actually, while we're here, we might as well have a little piece of uh, cake this morning. Because this. How much is that cake there? How much is that cake? Okay, it's a Victoria sandwich. Yeah. £3.50? £1.50. No, sorry. Uh, yes, £1.50. Two for three quid in M&S. That is cheap. Yeah. So I thought, as it's your birthday tomorrow... It is. I know. Isn't it awful? J- Johnny Brixton wants to know what you're gonna, wh- where you're going to go first on your freedom pass. I heard that. Yeah, I thought that was very saucy. Yeah. Because if you're 38, aren't you? Th- yeah, 38. Coming up 39. So I must be 37. Mm. Just yeah. one year younger. Just one year younger. Oh, right, just one year. A little less Botox. Yes. I've never had Botox because my, my bank manager has threatened to cut me off without a penny if ever I go anywhere near a needle. Quite right, too. Yeah. You have enough needles, thank you, without adding more Well, I do, but I, I wouldn't mind trying it. Just no, to... don't do it. Well, I know. Once you, you just... try it, you can't stop. I know, but... I, there's I no just, going back. I bet there's people listening at the moment going, do you know, I wouldn't mind trying it either, Steve. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. Well, they've had a little thought where they've touched their sort of jawline and thought, well, I wonder if that would Well, help. people have done that on the table and they've gone, oh, and you look like this. And I'm thinking, well, look at Sherry Hewson. 
And she's had a lot of work done. It doesn't. It looked fine for a short while, but now it's sort of gone back. Look you, at Cher. She's got no facial expression. Yeah. It's bad. You, that must be awful, though. You look in the mirror and you think, I used to look like this, and now... Oh, God. The, the ageing process is dreadful. But they don't, because when they look in the mirror... Because they're so... It's a vanity thing. And, I mean, I know they're on the front cover of every magazine and everything. But when they look in the mirror, they don't see that. All they see is that there are no wrinkles. Their jawline is now sort of rock hard and things like that. So that's why they do it. I mean, look at Joanna Lumley last night when she won the Gurkha thing. Mm. So she looked sensational. Now, Joanna Lumley must be in her very late 60s. No. Even 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 a little bit older, I would No, think. no, no. I think she's early 60s. Early 60s? I think she's late 50s. We, 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 we'll have a no, check. No, 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 no. No, seriously, she's not as old Come as you think. Come on. No, no, she's been around for a long time. She started very young. How young? Two? Well, she was purdy, wasn't she? <laughs> yes, and that was that Do you know, that seems 70s. so funny to think she was purdy. Yeah, she was in the 70s. Yeah. In the 70s. She inspired a haircut. Yes, she did indeed. She did. This, this she look- cake's delicious, by the way. And she looked fantastic. And on the news last night, you know, where she came out with all the Gurkhas and all the other people that were involved in the case, she's put her heart and soul into that, and she deserves a real pat on the back. And the funny thing is, on this news bulletin, it said, oh, the reason that they were, first of all, anti about the, the Gurkhas coming to live here, it was, because it was going to cost about £1.1 billion pounds to keep them here because right. they thought there were a hundred thousand of them but not. then they said well it's between 10 and fifteen thousand, yeah. so it might cost three to four hundred billion pounds and three I, to four hundred billion million pounds i bet oh, right. pardon, there's an odd <laughs> there's a few extra nods right, okay. i threw in there she's anyway, 65 she's 63 sorry 63. 63 well she looks she looks excellent she looks wonderful yeah yes you don't think she does, do you, now? No, I do You think don't she think she does. Like, she's such an attractive woman, she could be 165. I don't think she would be talking <coughs> at that age. I, I think, think she'd she's, be in a chair. I think she's stunning, anyway. But I thought to myself, with all that money mm. that it's going to cost to keep these poor men who fought for us and were with us all that time, why can't the MPs' money that they're paying back oh. go towards the fund? Don't start us on MPs <laughs> again. I've had a week of MPs. I'm fed up with them. I'm surprised you haven't got a duck house. Well, I'm thinking... Actually, funnily enough, it was very strange, because it was very telling the other day. Everybody sent me, because it appeared on the, the news, this uh, man who was catching the ducklings as they fell off the roof. Of your house? No. This was a, a bank manager. And what happens is, um, this duck had had its, its ducklings on the top of the roof of a building... Mm. What generally happens then is, once the ducklings get to a certain age, she wants to get them to the water. So she will go downstairs, she will fly down, Mm. and she will call them. And they will march off like little little soldiers, the edge of the roof, and then they will just... You know, the the call of their mother, they will drop. Doesn't matter how big the drop is, they will drop. And this man was catching them in his hands and putting them on the ground. Catching them, putting them on the ground. Catching them, putting them on the ground. And the telling thing for me was... That, yeah, that, it, it's, it's, very, it's quite nice to watch, but the trouble is these things weigh less than half an ounce. These things will float down. Like feathers. Even when they hit the ground, they will bounce a few times, and then they just get up and walk away. They're, they're quite, quite resilient, <laughs> believe you me. Because we, we've seen ducks, when, uh, not ducks, but puffins when they get born and things like that, and they yes. hit the, the stones and they bounce and then do the rest and of And the it. ones in the Arctic, those little penguins that Absolutely, skate they skate down. And... But the telling thing was, at the end of this story, somebody said, and of course he did this last year, and I thought, that's the problem with ducks. He'll, he'll be doing it next year because they go back to the same place. Yeah. We had them three years running, as I you know. Did. <laughs> In fact, we ended up with so many bloody ducks. I the don't want death to say of enough. the duck. With the death of the duck, the first year, 
was the time we actually... I, I killed a load one year myself, single-handedly. <laughs> yes. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. The, 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 the very first year, we all got together as neighbours and we put them in a cardboard box and took them down to the river. And, of course, they then get attacked by all the other ducks. Oh, because they're alien. Because they're alien. It was an absolute nightmare. There was carnage. There was blood everywhere. Oh, it was just... I can't tell you how awful it was. It was just terrible, terrible. So, if ever you get duck, take away the facility for them to nest there. We actually removed all the pots and things like that because they'll nest and they'll sit there. And in our case, they were sitting up on the roof watching and they then just come down. They make that... Before you know where you are, they're sitting on... Th- 13 is not uncommon, ducklings. 13 eggs. Goodness me. 13. And I only knew on one of them because it reminds me of a... Somebody sent me in a... Uh, it, wasn't, it was a joke, actually, really. I think it was a sort of a joke. I think it was a joke. You, you'll, you'll appreciate this one. And it's from uh, Brian, who said that... Um, he went out, well, I've lost the blooming thing now, uh, to, a, to a restaurant. The waiter in the curry house suggested a, a chicken taka. I asked him what it was, and he said it was like chicken tikka, only a little otter. <laughs> and it reminds like me, like exactly, it reminds <laughs> me of the bloke who goes into the restaurant and he orders, uh, he orders his, uh, his, his food. I think he orders a, a chicken madras or something, anyway. And, and the waiter puts a pot on the, on the table, and the bloke's looking, and the lid lifts up a little bit. And a little pair of eyes look at him. Oh. And then the lid goes down again. And so he looks at it again. And the lid lifts up. little pair of eyes looks out. And then the lid goes down. He said, excuse me. He said, I thought I ordered chicken madras. And the waiter goes, oh, so sorry, sir. I thought you ordered Peking duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit old, I know. But it was worth repeating. It's, it's lovely. A, it's the same kind of thing, It's also actually. the way you tell him. It's the way I tell him. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can almost believe you're in, the, you're in, in this I place. was getting car- quite carried away there. I know. For the pot. I know. I t- somebody's written to me. I don't know why. <laughs> saying, we're, we're actually coming on Monday. Can you tell me what it's about? And I've got no idea what they're talking about. No Monday? idea at all. Monday. What? I don't know. Bank holiday Monday. I don't know. Bank holiday Monday. All apparently. sorts of things happening all over the country. Oh. I think it'll be the usual thing with the elephants and the performing horses and the gerbils, but we oh, don't no. talk about them because we had a bit of a disaster in rehearsal. Yes, and they're clearing the streets as we speak. They are clearing the streets. There'll be road closures all Two over the Two of the elephants sat down. We've lost half the gerbil act. That's <laughs> gone straight away. <laughs> all a bit of a worry for us, I'm afraid. Not Paul Savory's ju- ju- juggling act at the main door, is it? <laughs> I've seen Paul Savory's <laughs> juggling act. Yes. It's involved. Have you seen his new shoes? No. He has new shoes. He saw, he, he saw the ad. In, in a paper, and he got very excited. It's the mm. first time I've seen him, you know, with, with his blood pressure up. And, uh, and at the moment, he's got a kidney infection. Oh, really? Yeah. If he went to the toilet nice. once yesterday, he went ten times. Oh, dear, that's not ten nice. Ten times. Not nice at no. all. So, of course, I mean, he spent more time out of the studio yesterday than actually in it. Too much water. No, not, not any water. water. He wasn't drinking anything at all. He was really quite, quite good about it. But uh, he, he'd seen these shoes. They mm. look like slippers, but oh, they're yeah. shoes. And uh, so we bought two pairs. They don't curl up at the front, do they? No, no, they're not. No, they're not like Alibaba <laughs> shoes or anything like that. <laughs> I've seen Paul Savory in Alibaba's shoes. Have you? Yes, I have. I used to have a lovely pair of slippers years ago, just slip-ons, red leather from Morocco. Mm. Most comfortable you could wear them outdoors. You know, if you're pottering about in the garden, <laughs> in, they were lovely. And then I lost them, and I've never had. <laughs> I've what? got this vision of you. <laughs> In red leather Moroccan shoes yeah. and nothing else. Well, <laughs> admittedly, there have been nights like that. <laughs> Going to the loo in the night with a pair of Moroccan shoes. I fell on. in the toilet one evening. <laughs> the whole toilet. I fell in the toilet. I inadvertently <laughs> slipped and fell in. And I've got a light in my toilet. If if the lid's up, it shines green. Mm. If the lid's down, it's red. And I fell in and knocked it in, so I've now got no light in the <laughs> toilet at all. Because it's just, it's for, it's for children. So if they go into the bathroom, it's got a toilet light. Yes. You can get it on a lot of websites. A toilet, because I, if you put the lights on, I've been known to walk into walls. Because it's so, you know when you're tired, you know as a little child, you go to the bathroom, you go, oh, and you just sort of stand there and you go, go to the toilet. 
Well, when you're when you're an adult, it's not quite as easy. You turn the lights on, I immediately go blind. <laughs> of course, because you're not used to it. Not in used fact, to it. I stayed in a hotel in 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 Scotland, and uh, a long time ago, and it was called it was the Scotsman. It was the building, and it was done out very beautifully, very very modern, fantastic lighting everywhere in the hotel. Which is in Edinburgh. Yeah, in I Edinburgh. I think I've stayed there. It's called the Scotsman. Mm. Absolutely stunning. But what I liked the most was that when you turned all the lights out at night, which was quite a feat in itself, because there were so many buttons and switches, it took mm. about ten minutes to find the right one, cut them out, but when you went to the bathroom at night, there was a light inside the plug hole of the sink, which reflected blue. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. And you never peed on the floor. No, it is true. The perfect Not unless you really wanted to. <laughs> we went to look at a house, actually, Sharon and me and the kids, and they had a bathroom, and in the bath, all around it were different coloured lights. Oh, fabulous. Sold the house to me straight away, I'm afraid. Think of the money you'd save on candles. Oh, lovely. It was Absolutely so pretty. You can sit in the water and different coloured lights play over your body. <laughs> oh, I love How it. pretty is that? OK, listen, it's... Uh, oh, crikey, look at the time. 14 minutes to six. <laughs> Hear Ken Livingstone's take on the week's news in London, Saturday morning from 10. London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. You are. Hello, well, you've got to put the microphone on. I have to talk. <laughs> Gosh. We need red lights like he has in his toilet. <laughs> uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I was driving along the A12 and there was a, a duck unfortunately passed away in the middle of the road, and the ducklings all over the place. Yeah, they, they don't know what to do, actually. At, strangely enough, out of all the, uh, the ducklings that are born, you know, if you get 13, if one survives, it'll be a miracle. Yeah, it's incredible. Otherwise, we'd it? be overrun with ducks in this country, and they'd be on the menu of every Chinese restaurant. Wait a minute. Yeah. They are on the menu of they every are. Chinese restaurant. Hanging in every window Isn't in Isn't it funny Chinatown? how we all love... Crispy, crispy duck. duck. Oh, that's because it's fabulous. Yeah, but isn't it funny we never used to eat it years ago? All of a sudden, people go out and they go, crispy duck. And you go, oh, God. We never used to drink wine years ago. Didn't we? We yeah, did. We lived on shredded wheat and, and, and sugar puffs. Oh, you didn't. Well, well we did quite. live on sugar puffs, admittedly. Love sugar puffs. Gee, I love sugar puffs, but they're, they're too... Sh- and also, um, what are they're those other things? Things? Shreddies? No, I don't shreddies. like shreddies. They were a bit boring. Occasionally, I'm, I had a shreddy pack once that came with a free man with a parachute. What, he jumped out and... No, you, you threw it up into the air and it was a little <clears throat> plastic parachute. Well, you, or failing that, you had a little thing you put in a bottle and he went up and down inside the bottle. Yeah, Do you I remember, remember that those. one? Yeah, they're great. I can't remember how it worked, but it was very good. So do you ever eat breakfast cereal now? Uh, I have been known to have... Um, what have I had? I've had cornflakes. Cornflakes? The Marks and Spencer's cornflakes are horrid. No, you Absolutely shouldn't. horrid. You can only have... Kellogg's. Thank you. I'm sorry. It, Hugh, you have to. Hugh Broom, on the subject of ducks, says mm. there are too many male ducks. They all try to mate with the female and drown it. They do. That's what happened with our one. When we put her back on the, uh, the pond, well, uh, or the River Thames, mm. all these males tried to jump her, and in the end, she, had, she flew out the water, and they flew after her. It was just mm. awful. And so they, they, they literally all try and climb on, and... and <laughs> It's called Chase Me, Chase Me, poor thing. Yeah, but it's not much fun if you're a female. You're sort of thinking, what shall I do today? Oh, my God. <laughs> Where have all these men she, come I mean, from? I felt so guilty about it afterwards. I mean, I'm dreadful. She wanted to go to the ducking mall to do a little bit of shopping. And what she gets? Followed oh. by all this men. It must be like Jordan coming out of a shop and being followed by paparazzi. You think so? Yes. Well, I'm not sure about that, I actually. Think, I think it's quite funny that, he's locked, that she's locked him out. But did you see the thing the other day? Oh, you've seen, he's, he's on the front page of one of the papers today looking particularly morose. You'd think he'd be looking very happy, going, Hi, guys, yep, yeah, we're definitely going for the divorce. I've had enough of it. As opposed to, I'm going to be selling my story for money. Because that's what it is. Of course it is. It's disgusting, really. You know, to be honest with you, I couldn't give a forex why they've split <laughs> up. But I just hate this sort of, this manipulation of the press. By some bloke who, who really, he's, he's not done anything for years. He's just been Jordan's handbag. Yes, that's all he's done, really. Although, frankly, I want to hang around with her. I've got no idea. Well, I bet she's got some handbags. 
bags in her closet. Oh, I bet she has, but also quite nasty with it. She's going to make his yeah. life misery, isn't it? Apparently they're both back now. One, he's yeah. back from Cyprus, she's back from the Maldives. Mm. And I, I did like the picture the other day. There was a picture of the van she outside for the house, house, then? Because she's changed the locks on the house. I'm thinking, excuse me, is this a joint mortgage on? I mean, that's what I'd like to know. Is it a joint mortgage or no. does she own the house? Oh, she will own that house. But they're married. They've been married four years or something. I mean, how can she own the house and he's living there? Because, because she, d- she will own the house. You'd think that he'd go, listen, we'll have a joint mortgage. And or... she'll go, no, we won't. Yeah, well, that's the trouble. She does what, what she wants to do. Yeah. And that's why she's made him look stupid. So, effectively, he doesn't own anything. He's living in his agent's spare room. Yeah, I think she, I think soul. the house is probably owned by Jordan Enterprises or Jordan Inc. or something like You're that. probably it's, not wrong. It's all part and parcel of a, a business thing. But then she instructed the house, I got really angry the other day, to pack up his stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking, excuse me. This is, this is nothing to do... You're, what do you mean you're touching somebody else's stuff? Don't touch it. You're married. It's not like some, some little one-night stand you picked up and taken back there. They've been together for four years or yeah. something. And, and the thing is that she didn't even... She wasn't even in the house going, right, I want all his stuff out and pack, start, you know, like a bit of a neurotic uh, woman who's been scorned and packing everything in boxes and putting them out. She phoned and was screaming down the phone to her yeah. people who work for her, the... the maids, I suppose. I did watch her being interviewed at Badminton. I mean, I'm absolutely right. She is, she cannot string two words together Mm -hmm. because somebody asked her a question and she doesn't understand what what they're saying to her. So they were saying, do you think it's right that it's fairly elitist? And you could see her thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. And so she said, I think everybody should like do what they want, you know, to follow their their dream dream and they should do like you know everything because that's what i've done and i'm thinking you didn't even understand the question did you love <laughs> you're so stupid i'm surprised you didn't say oi pete what's this mean she really doesn't the trouble is she so desperately wants to be articulate but she can't be because mm. she doesn't and that's why she then becomes really angry and very bitter towards people because they make her look stupid it only takes five minutes that's why she has to get the first word in so on every chat show she'll go of course so all the rumors about me and pete are wrong and this kind of thing so i've got my jewelry out and this because she's so worried they're going to ask her a question that makes her look stupid so she sets the pace she sets the pace but she's yeah. very very clever you've got to hand it to her she's a money-making machine. well i don't think she's clever at all but she's not she can't be daft oh, I, I, th- I, mean, I, 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 I didn't say she was daft but i just don't think she's clever what happens is they're selling the image. So, in other words, somebody she'll think, oh, the agent will go, listen, why, why don't you write a children's book? We'll get somebody else to write it for you. Just say it's your ideas, and that's it, and that's how it works. Yeah, of course. Uh, perfume. You don't think she knows anything about making perfume. You don't think she can seriously design clothes. She looks like a, a bag lady most of the time. <laughs> These naff pink track suits. I mean, you know, real bikey stuff. It's real, you know, you just don't wear that stuff if you go out normally. She's got no class at all. But remember, it did, uh, it did all start with boobs. Yeah. It is, was just about boobs, wasn't it? Yes. That's where it all started. The trouble is you have to keep remembering she's only 30 or something. Yes, and she'd been and doing it since she was 15. And already she's so tired and old. Yeah, well, that's all the facial... That's all the muck that she's had well, done Well, Sean to said John is right. Once you've had Botox, you can't stop. You yeah. can't smile either, it says. I'll do anything. <laughs> well, I just want Just wait it. for the next injection. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you. Yes, Lots sir. of lovely birthday wishes. She's got some yes. nice cards here as well. But I am saving them until tomorrow. I'll put them with the others at home. Okay, right. (laughs) (laughs) And the Uh, cake's lovely, by the way. Yes, being 36, says Johnny, I remember the Lucasade when it had an amber plastic wrapping and was only drunk when you had flu. Yes, when you were sick. Has the birthday boy memories of yesteryear? What was the smog like? (laughs) Do you know, strangely enough, I remember fog in London coming down so thick and heavy... Uh, this was when I was working for United Biscuits Network, that I couldn't see the car in front. It was quite normal to have these big, thick pea supers in London. You yeah. couldn't see anything. Yeah, but you're not going back as far as when the pea supers used to go down and turn off the gas lights with the... With the thing. Do you remember Gaslight? 
We've, there are certain parts of London still got them. Yes, I know there yeah. are, yeah. Well, Which I love. I love it too, but I do How remember... people saw anything, though, because now you've got shops with neon signs, but can you imagine when it was just gas lights? Dark, yeah. It must have been pitch black around here. I remember my mum taking me for a walk when I was young. and 37. <laughs> last week, actually. <laughs> Come on, actually. John, get out, get some exercise. <laughs> and we, we used to walk around, my mum used to nudge me when we go past certain houses, she'd go, look, they've still got gas. The Savoy, was... in the entrance to the Savoy, I'm convinced it, it's, a, it's a gas lamp there. Expensive. I mean, it, it was all in the street, but they used to come and p- turn them, a man would actually come and mm. switch off the gas every night. He was the gas, gas lighter, wasn't he? Gas light, used to stand yeah. there and light it and then come round and turn it off again. They've actually replaced, talk about lighting in streets, mm. they've, you know, when you're in, a, when, in your street where you live, yeah. oh, I've got a song coming on there. I feel it's a... I have often walked down, down this street before. But the pa- anyway, <laughs> let's not. Especially st- <laughs> you're going to get. I'm afraid. People have just. My friend Johnny Vaughan was singing the other day. It was so funny, so funny. It was so sweet. I nearly recorded it and played it back to <clears throat> a person who wasn't tone deaf. But anyway, I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they've they've taken. You know, you yeah, you have your street lights, and they're kind of staggered. They have one on one side, one on the other, yeah. and they're zigzag. Yes. If you look down the road. They've done. They've taken all of them out in the street I live in. Oh. It's only a little street, and put them all on one side. What's and the that's all there are. They've put these new lights in. Uh, it's uh, they're fantastic. Oh, they're very very bright. Extremely yes, bright. Yes. And you really really notice it as you walk into your street. I've seen these wow, before. Very good. Uh, they're obviously cost effective. Yeah. But it, it does look much better, much safer for people. Yeah. Walking down a dark Stella, street. Stella, who runs the Riverside Cafe in Twickenham, has had some letters pinched. It's obviously yeah. there's obviously because we have students in Twickenham. Or as I prefer to call them, drunken old reprobates. But when anyway, you, when you say letters pinched, well, you mean... she has a big sign which says Riverside Cafe, mm. and somebody's taken the F and the E off the end. But because they're about ten foot up in the air, they must have had a broom or something, or stood on each other's shoulders mm. to get them off. I mean, it's going to cost her about two hundred quid. Yeah, so it's Riverside. Riverside Ca. No good. Ridiculous. <laughs> she should just call it the Riverside and well, save I've money. I've noticed a few other shops have had those letters where you put them on there, and it's it's a, a raised away from mm, the. They are building. little things behind them. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I other people have had them. So obviously somebody's building up a business with different letters. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the wind. We've had. It's been quite windy. No, it's not the wind. You sure? No, I think you're just being kind. The, white, the, the man no. that cleans the sign hasn't knocked it off and not said anything. No, no, definitely sure? not. We, we we all think it's the road sweeper. <laughs> You know, the one who doesn't do very much around our way. <laughs> yes. um, talking of what we used to eat, says mm-hmm. Richie, uh, I'm watching on More 4, a programme about a guy who's making his family live, as he and I, for that matter, did in the 70s. Tin food, tin food proper toys, drab fur- furnishings. It's called Never Did Me Any Harm. <laughs> no, I, actually, yeah. I, I have seen a bit of that programme. But it never did us any harm. We had, you know, <laughs> for, when I think of all the puddings you get now, and Richie would be the same, you know, and, and in our day, if we got a yoghurt, we were happy. A ski yoghurt, oh, full of fitness food for all the family. Were quite posh, actually. Yoghurt was posh. We, I think we only had yoghurts on a Saturday. Stewed prunes we had sometimes, not very often. <laughs> God for I didn't that. like stewed prunes. But my mother used to make, you know, she'd do an apple crumble or something like yeah. that. My mum made all hers. And and she go, you can have a yoghurt. You go, oh, what, what flavour? What flavour? <laughs> and you go, well, she, I've got strawberry or black. I've blackberry, blackberry, blackberry. And you'd fight over a blooming yoghurt. <laughs> But, but they were lovely. Oh, they were. They were special. Now, there's a whole aisle of them now when you go to the I don't, I don't know whether I'm eating macrobiotic. I don't know whether I'm sort of... It's doing the inside of me. And I've got oh, no idea. Oh, it's good idea. for cholesterol, apparently. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yoghurt's oh, very right. good. In fact, I'm taking antibiotics at the moment, and I think you're supposed to have live yoghurt. Oh, Ooh, I God, can't do I that do live yoghurt. But no. I can the one in Marks and Spencer's where you flip all the stuff over. The oh, Greek I like yogurt. those. They're lovely. Yeah, but they used to be Muller Fruit Corners, and I used to think, that's the lazy way of doing it. That's like going to a Japanese restaurant. You've got to do the cooking, and people go, this is great. Think, well, stay at home. Why go out to a Japanese restaurant and have to cook it yourself? It's driving me mad. Have you made sushi? 
Me? Yeah. I don't do anything like that. I don't do funny. I just do normal food, I'm afraid. I'm not into posh food or anything. I'm just quite ordinary. In our house, you know, a posh, a posh meal was liver and bacon and mashed potato, which I still enjoy now. Listen, we'll take a short break. This is LBC. Tony Robinson here, great-grandson of Thomas Parrott, proprietor of Parrott's Popular Pickles. Conversation continues with Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Six minutes past six. Lovely to have your company. I, was, you know, I wasn't sure what it is, actually. <laughs> there was I nearly, a pregnant pause. Yeah, well, there was a pregnant pause, because I was going to go, lovely to have your company, to have your company lovely, and I thought, what a ridiculous statement. No, it would be nice to have your company. Nice to have, have your company. company. Nice. Yes, you're right, actually. Nice. Uh, Julietta says, I, I'm very excited. I've got the day off, so it's a four-day weekend. We're Ooh. zooming off to Torquay. Oh, how lovely. Where tonight we will see the singer-songwriter and guitarist extraordinaire, Miss Clive Gregson. You may remember Dennis Lacaria raved about him when he did that Remembers Me, and you even played one of his songs. Tomorrow we have a belated 80th birthday lunch for my auntie who lives in nearby Paynton. Sunday, we head back homewards and take in some golf at Wentworth, and then on Monday, the weekend is rounded off with a visit to Hornchurch. My word. The amount of people... I mean, it's, going, it's obviously the millionaire's playground of Hornchurch. I think it's incredible. I, think, I like the idea of a bit of golf at Wentworth first, Yes, I though. quite like that. I think that's <laughs> marvellous. <laughs> I told you I was polishing the cufflinks. I think so too. Well, I think I think you have to dress up if you go east. Yes, Don't is it east? It's east. Oh right, east of everywhere. It's apparently a very straight road, but there's no tube station there. No, which is most bizarre. Why is a Hornchurch got a? Is it no the A10, the A12? I've, I have been there in the past. Yes, North I Road A12. I can't remember if I've been there twice and broken the scenery or three times. <laughs> I think I broke the scenery. I think you broke the scenery once, and I told seconds. you off, <laughs> and then I did the same later on. Yes, and then um, Uncle Rob did it. Then Uncle Rob did it as well. <laughs> and blamed us. Oh, I don't daft, isn't it? Tina reckons that Princess uh, Tia me. Oh. This is Jordan's. Jordan's daughter. She says, I know who she's going to look like when she gets older. Anthony Worrell Thompson. <laughs> 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 That's so cruel. Cruel, but so funny. true and so funny. Absolutely I think it's funny. funny. Funnily enough, I was only talking, says Richie, about ski yogurts on Wednesday. Probably better than the stuff we get today. Thick, full of fruit, probably bad for us, but so tasty. You probably can still get ski yogurts. No, you can't. You? No, they it's... don't. I don't think ski the full. Of... And it was a funny shaped carton. It was. It was sort of almost like tr- it almost like a pyramid. milk churn. Yeah, like a milk churn. Yeah. yeah. But you like those ones where you have to shovel the fruit from one side Love to the us. other. Now the Marks and Spencers have. I think they call them. Greek something or Yes. Like and you get the, the plain old yoghurt. I had one yesterday. Did you? They're not cheap. I did. They're not cheap. Well, £1.29. They are lovely, though. A lot of money. I like the one with figs Especially in it. Especially when one's on a budget. Figs in it. Sorry? The one with figs in it. Figs? It's got figs. What one's that? It's a black, kind of a blacky kind of, it's the thing, with, and it's black. It's figs. Something and figs. I'm sure it wasn't gone off? No, it hadn't gone off. I checked the sale <laughs> by date. Seventeenth of January, 2007. It was fine. Really? Oh. It's lovely, but I love... It's quite filling, though. Very filling. And I also think it's full of sugar. Do you? Well, the feeling that the fruit is full of... Because it it looks like a fruit compote. Which I love. Which I bought the other day. And I I shouldn't have it, because um, I I can get ill very quickly on it. Orange juice jelly. Now, I've never seen orange... I've had orange jelly, but this is orange juice jelly. Real juice. I went through the ceiling. I went (laughs) crackers on it. It was... I had one, and I I had to sit down. So I think... (laughs) Because it makes it, I can't breathe. And so I go, I don't think I'll be eating that anymore. So I've got another two sitting in the fridge. I'm not eating them. I bet they're lovely. It was, it was quite nice, the little bit I remember, but I was a bit worried I was going to do myself a disservice. But don't, didn't you like jelly, that when you get those jelly with all the little things on it, and you just pull it off and just eat it? Don't even put the hot water on it. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. Oh, you know what it's very good for, jelly? Fingernails. 
Gelatin is very good for fingernails. Eating eating jelly is very good. Oh, for, is it? Very good for fingernails. I should, might, might buy one actually. Yeah, I like those. But the jelly. Like my mother used to make trees. jelly, and the trick is, how do you make the fruit go throughout the whole jelly and not just sit at the bottom? To put it in later? No, you have to pour the jelly over the fruit, and then it. Oh, it rises. And then it ri- because my mother could make it go all the way through. Mm, mine was just sat on the bottom. Yeah, mine, mine sat on the bottom as well, which wasn't very exciting was at all. It a, a, you were starting a can of fruit. Mixed, remember fruit cocktail? I can remember pouring the juice... I mean, I wouldn't do it now. Pouring the juice off the fruit cocktail oh. and drinking the juice. Oh, it's lovely. Can you imagine now somebody going, would you like to drink this sugar water? No, thank you. Yes, I you would. You remember sitting in, in, in cafes and, and picking up sugar cubes and putting them in your mouth and tearing the packet of sugar and emptying it in your mouth? Yeah. We did it. I even remember a sugar sandwich. Yes, I remember. Bread and butter, butter and sugar. And then sugar on the Sprinkle top. sugar. Oh, Absolutely lovely. Small wonder we're breaking in the teeth for our dog. <laughs> anyway, we have a, a bog off. It's a, a Toshiba laptop, and only until seven o'clock can you bog off, which is buy one, get, get one, one free. free. So I'm giving you a bit of extra help today. Why? Because I love you. It's as simple as that. So buy one, get one free. Lowest unique bid will win for the Toshiba laptop, which is uh, preloaded with Windows Vista. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Get your bids in by 6pm today. Text LBC followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble 821. So LBC, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble 821. Every second bid between now and seven, and you must use them before seven, is free. So if you're going to make ten between now and seven, you get another ten free, but you've got to use them before seven o'clock. Uh, the bid will cost pound fifty only, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm, got to be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Like another piece of cake. So you double your odds, really, on oh, that. Oh, absolutely. It's well worth it. I mean, a lot of people take advantage. Absolutely. But you, I would wait until you got your reply back to see whether you got a unique yeah. bid and then try again. So you don't keep trying the same, you know, do the same. Oh, look at that cake. I, ma- I made it myself, actually. It's a diet. I'm particular. Sorry? What a diet. Well, well, I was hoping by Monday. Why? I've got no idea. So I've lost five. about a stone. <laughs> what? From yesterday morning? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, unfortunately, it never works that way. So, quickly, looking at the uh, front of the sun this morning. Yes. Uh, they've got this detective searching for Madeleine McCann. Went to Germany last night to quiz a convicted British child rapist. Why it's taken them three years to get round to this, I have no idea. Uh, Paul McCartney's London pad has been removed from Google Street View after he made a complaint. Really? I don't know why. Perhaps there was a picture of him coming out in his curlers or I'll something. I'll tell you what, it's fantastic. George Harrison's place down in Henley, mm. which is an old uh, nunnery with an underground lake. And the gates to it, you go past the police station and just go up the, the hill and you get these enormous gates. They're black with gold. Oh, it's really fantastic. It's lovely. It really is nice. Very um, nice. Front page, of the, um, <laughs> front page of the Independent today, there's a lovely thing. Um, you're all jealous. Tony Maverick, who quit after making after claiming expenses for five hundred trees, hits back saying voters are only envious of his big house. You're having a laugh, mate. Don't care. We've paid for the big house. I'm I'm, I'm actually fairly fairly jealous, sir, of your big house. <laughs> are you? I'd love to live in a big house, wouldn't you? <laughs> who lives in a big house? I'd like, like this? to live in a big house with a big long drive, and to have lots of rooms. They were showing you the other day, Jane, uh, Jane Moore was on the television looking at some of the houses up in Edinburgh mm. on this posh street and one was two and a half million but it was, it was a big mansion on this street, almost like here you've got Bishop's Avenue and stuff yeah. like that. And it was, you go inside there and it's got, it just oozes 
not wealth, but it oozed opulence from the era that it came from, Victorian. It was lovely. Well, when we, you and I did that walk well, early one morning, I don't know what we were doing, we walked up Piccadilly, didn't we? And there, you remember? We did, we walked up Piccadilly. Do you remember the little muse place that we went into? Yes. And they were all houses yeah. all the way along yes. Piccadilly, all the way up to Green Park. Yes. And Duke and Duchess of Devonshire had a house yeah. there. And they were There's all that walls. book, which I've got, The Lost Mansions of Mayfair, which showed you <laughs> how much money people had in London. I mean, it was it oh. was party night. Now, of course, it is party night, but it's sort of different sort of people. Party. Different. I know, police were out this morning again. Well, I saw them. The I was coming The man on security has to sit there and watch people weeing at the back of the building. For some reason, men and women, and women as well now, have this inability to go to toilet. You know, they're in a club and then they go outside and they go, oh, I think I need to go to toilet. It's like children. Why didn't you go to toilet when you were in the car? It's like you're sitting in the car and you're halfway down the drive, because our drive was fairly long. Very long. And, uh, in fact, our drive was so steep, we had to, in, in winter, if it got covered with ice, you couldn't get the car up it, because you'd drive up and you'd slide all the way down again onto the main road. torches to light your way? We weren't that old, but we did have a caravan, and my mother had to get behind it and put her shoulder in <laughs> to get the caravan up the drive. <laughs> You've never seen anything like it. She in between doing caravan. In between doing Pegs and Lucky Heather. I mean, she was she was quite a marvel, really. <laughs> she was in washing, too. At the side of the A11. We did, we had a caravan. Like Lucky Heather. Had a little did you go away in it? Yeah. No, what, what do you think we did with it? Well, I didn't know whether it she was... She didn't just... tour the local sort of scenes, you know, Gypsy Rose Allen or something. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one of those ones with steps that came no. down at the well, back. Well, we did have steps. We had a little door. step that put in, but that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's no, a real It was a little, little four-berth, a little sprite. Lovely caravan. And we hooked it onto the back of the car. Many's the uh, time we spent uh, hours on a Welsh mountainside <laughs> trying to get the thing levelled up. Well, we, we, we used to go... We lived on a diet of soup. We used to go to caravanning, but we, we, we rented a caravan. Oh. We used to get... What was that? We owned. <laughs> you, you were much we, 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 we rented. Posh. We couldn't park the caravan. We live in London, central London. There was yeah. no space. Exactly. So right. It's, uh, six... Six fifty... Where is the time going this morning? The afternoons, two till four. LBC 97.3. It's, uh, coming up 18 minutes past six. Gasps <clears throat> on BBC Three's Make My Body Younger... As a living autopsy revealed, boozy Bianca Gascoigne has the brain of a 64-year-old. Is Bit of a shock there. I assumed it was an 8-year-old. But there you go. <laughs> is, it good, <laughs> is that good or bad? Probably bad for her. Bianca, no talent, Gascoigne, I'm afraid. And, uh, mind you, talking of no talent, Amanda Holden... <laughs> still mistaking the uh, jigging Irish misfit, Neil Horan, for one of her ex-boyfriend's chat-up lines. I won't repeat that on the programme this morning. But anyway, I do love Amanda Holden. She's so, she's so vacant. <laughs> That's the Botox. <laughs> She, she looks peculiar. Oh, well, she, she has had, I'm sure she's had something done. Well, she, she looks like she had something. Done. She's a nice looking, she's not, she's a good looking woman. I know, Neil Morrissey said the same thing. I think, I know, she is a good looking woman. I don't woman. think actually the, uh, the quiz show host wants anything more to do with her either. <laughs> she's going to be on, are they going to, that, is that British Got Talent thing still going on? Mm. You're joking. Semi-finals coming up this weekend. Oh, thank goodness for that. With a singing wizened old bag. Is anybody um, actually watching it? So, yes. Are they? Oh, yes. Apparently, there's a rumour in the paper today, laugh though it might be, that uh, the, the wizened one who sings the, um, the song from Les Miserables yes. uh, might actually turn up at the Les Miserables show at the Queen's Theatre <laughs> and at the end of the show to surprise the cast. It will be a surprise because they'll be the only ones able to sing. <laughs> and she's apparently going to be singing her song. Uh, how on earth Cameron would ever allow that, I can't imagine. Oh, of course but, uh, Because it, it will show <laughs> her up, unfortunately, for the rank amateur that she is. 
Well, we, she ha- we haven't heard her sing since. Oh, no, but she's, she's appeared <clears> on The <throat> Simpsons. In other words, what it is, it's beautifully... She's appeared on The Simpsons. The Simpsons wove her into a storyline. Did they? Yes, they said they want to be like Susan Boyle. I thought, what? She's who only- did Marge? I don't know who said it. Like Homer might have said it or something. But anyway... <laughs> But, it, but of course, in America, she's had this 100 million hits, so it's topical, so they put it in. Yes. Unfortunately, it's giving her all the all false hopes here, because she, she's only ever sung this one song from Les Miserables, mm. and it was so badly cut together that I, I have grave doubts whether or not she can actually sing any other songs. Well, let's hope that she has a little album out. Yeah, but where, well, what, what can you do? <clears throat> Who in their right mind, in all that's holy, would want to buy an album with Susan Boyle? Someone would. Well, who? You'll download it onto your iPod. I would... Oh, God. I know you. You pretend you're all hip and trendy, but you just can't wait for the new Susan Boyle Yeah, album. and I'm going out with Jordan next week as well. <laughs> all right. She's turning up in her own church, apparently. <laughs> She's got friends who live there. <laughs> talking about Americans and their, their madness, hmm. that Oprah Winfrey uh, was asked to appear on the American front cover of American Vogue, which is an incredibly prestigious thing to do. I mean, American Vogue is the magazine. And, of course, the uh, the editor is that Anna Wintour. Oh, who, yeah. You know, she's the woman that the Devil Wears Prada was based on. Yes, uh, yes. It was uh, well, a fantastic film. Uh, but they actually, they actually said to her, look, darling, she said, we'd love to have you on the front cover of our, news, of our magazine, but you're a little overweight. Oh, that's a disgraceful thing to she say. She is the highest-paid woman yes. in America. Yes, she is. She is an icon, really, isn't yeah. she? And she's a fabulous-looking woman, whether she's overweight or not. Yeah. Anyway, um, after hearing that, she, she actually went ahead and lost twenty pounds. Mostly, I lost twenty pounds this morning. I sponsored somebody in the marathon. <laughs> The marathon's already run. I know, but I, she came in to collect the money this morning. Charlotte Foster, I promised her ten quid. Ah. But, of course, the old trick. I gave her a twenty. She didn't have any change. How convenient. So I've ended up with a fiver back. I hope it's a Scottish twenty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Oprah lost twenty pounds in just a short period of time, and she said, I didn't do it for the magazine. I did it for my own self-esteem. Yeah. Said, you did not. No. What about airbrushing? Why couldn't they just jump? I know. Oh, uh, celebrity alert. Celebrity alert. If you're on the M11... Um, hmm. Dennis from Express Freight Services had just seen Bobby Davro on the hard shoulder changing a wheel. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do please find it on the cameras this morning for me. <laughs> Bobby Davro changing a wheel. Far be it from me to start aiming into the hard shoulder, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, Steve, happy birthday. John from Helen in Hamwell. She just had a kidney, kidney lasered. Oh. Lovely. The temple still has gas lighting, says Tom in Bromley. What, the temple on the embankment? I don't know if he means the temple or the other temple. He must mean down by the, you know, the law court, all those, uh, where all the lawyers uh, are. That's the temple, Mm. isn't it? Temples along along here, past the embankment, next station. Oh, right, yes, it is. Yes, you're right, actually, it is. Yes. Uh, Linda says, my friend is in love. Lovely, you may say, but it's with two school bags. Do you think they're bisatchel? (laughs) God, blimey. Star Trek was brilliant. Don't miss it. Fantastic film. Tesco do ski yogurts, says David. I say I thought they did. Smooth and creamy with no bits. Do you remember rum and raisin ice cream from Bee Jam? Oh, well, I do. We didn't do rum and raisin. Don't it was like a bit, rum and raisin. Bit naff, actually. No, 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 no. Actually, Waitrose and Lily Apoplexy the other day, because they had my favourite ice cream, Green and Black's Organic Chocolate Ice Cream, which is normally around mm-hmm. about four ninety nine for a, a 500 milliliter pot. All right. Which is quite expensive. I've just bought some Cornish ice cream, Cornish. which is yellow. Yeah, it's always and yellow. And I was always told to avoid anything that looked yellow. Walls used to do Cornish. Yeah, Cornish ice. There was ordinary like, ice cream. I bought it in a. Co- I, I bought some stewed rhubarb. 
Love stewed rhubarb. Love stewed Again, not very good for me because it's all sugar. But stewed rhubarb with two scoops of, of Cornish ice cream on it, and that kind of sends you off to bed. That's fantastic. Well, via the ceiling. <laughs> In your case. <laughs> In my case, via the, the ceiling. Uh, do you remember that ice cream you could buy? It came, it was very fashionable, it was good. Italian ice cream. And it yes. was pure white. Yes, I worry about that. Do you? Yeah. Well, that it's all white. It's, it's, it's like raspberry. White. I should like a Vianetta. Oh, yeah, but they're recent. You can still get them now, can't you? Yeah, Arctic Roll. That was a treat when oh, we were young. Arctic, Arctic roll. roll. I could eat an Arctic Roll now. Did I could you? eat a whole one. A whole Arctic Roll? Yeah, with a bit of cream on top of it. With cream? Because you know that ice cream in there was Raspberry Ripple, wasn't Blimey. it? You sure? To make it look like a Yes, it roll. was. It's like Raspberry Ripple. I like raspberry ripple. Okay. Yeah, raspberry ripple's lovely. It's so funny, when you were younger, you didn't have as many choices. Now I go in, and it's a bewildering array of choices of ice cream. I but I still only like green and blacks. Or Marks and Spencer's organic chocolate yeah. ice cream. Alan says, my son Daniel, uh, Marcus, video of the Bluebell Railway is on YouTube because he had um, a learning disability. Mm. So just go to Marcus 577, so you can find that there. All this talk about food, says Tom. I never saw a banana until I was seven. We used to fight over an apple core. <laughs> Here we go, yes, I know. We used, to, we used to live in a cardboard box. Ooh, cardboard box. You were rich, weren't you? We used to dream of living in a cardboard box. uk. Quickly check uh, a couple more of these here. On the subject of rhubarb, uh, both my dad and granddad, says Paul, had allotments. Nothing nicer than fresh stewed rhubarb and cold custard. Oh, oh. Do you know, my mum... My, my, oh, do you not like it? Not custard. No, oh, you don't no, do no. custard? No. Oh, cold custard. The only no. thing I didn't like about cold custard or the hot skin. custard, skin on the top. Oh. And so my brother used to take it off and eat this. Oh, my mum does that. Booze. And sometimes my mother would push <laughs> it push it <laughs> under the water and stir it round. Stop it. So you've got bits of <laughs> custard skin. Sick. It was sicky booze. Oh, horrible. It's good creme anglaise if you're in Paris. I don't care what, <laughs> I tell you what I do like, though. I do like, um... Oh, that's made me go shy. I don't no, like it? it. It's my least favourite thing. I do like creme brulee. No, I, I don't like... Oh, creme brulee's nice. Mm. What's the other one that I don't like? I just have wet. to mention this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to interrupt because um, because a, a very dear friend of mine is on his way to the airport at the moment. And he says, au revoir, love. It's your Teddington neighbour in a taxi on his way to Terminal 5 with his better half. See you in a few years' time, Kevin. OK. So oh. Kevin's on his way to the airport now. Have a great time, you two. Have a great time. Oh, how fabulous. They got, they got married. Absolutely fabulous. They got married. I'm, I'm going to make sure it's annulled, but there you go. That's another story. I'll get something on you yet, Kevin. You how wait. fabulous. <laughs> what a wonderful experience. So they're, they're now off to Moscow. Mm. Off to Moscow. So have a nice time. And uh, it's strange, isn't it, when somebody sort of does this on the radio for you, but uh, you have a good time. Yes. You look after yourself, and remember, don't talk to strangers unless they're selling vodka. <laughs> or champagne and caviar. Or champagne and caviar. That's all you want out of that country. That's what a smile on his face. You wait till you've done that flight the other end. <laughs> three <laughs> hours, 20 minutes. Three hours, 20 minutes. Three hours, 20 minutes. Time difference, two hours. Right. So, are they ahead? Yes. Right. Oh, you get there just about the right time, Kev. Yes. Time for dinner and vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Straight vodka. I need. don't think Kevin's very good on alcohol. He won't need... Mind you, he might, because it was a bit... When you, they did yeah. the Eurovision from there, of course, last weekend, yeah. and it was a bit drizzly. I, a, a, friend, a friend was there, and he sent me photographs of yeah. Moscow on the Eurovision day. Oh. So they're going to go there after all the glory of Moscow. Listen, and it's such a shame, actually, Kev, you're off today, because I was going to nip round later with a bottle of champagne. He's probably I'll have to drink it myself. <laughs> He'll come back an oligarch. You know that, don't you? Come back a what? An oligarch. Oh, not an oligarch again. <laughs> he will. Not an oligarch. Like anyway, good luck. Have a nice time, OK? Just remember, postcard. Every day. That'd be nice. Postcard. I love golden syrup on bread and butter. Oh, golden syrup's nice. But no more. Now on metformin, says Len. <laughs> yes, if you're on metformin, you're diabetic. In fact, golden syrup um, is lovely in porridge. 
Oh, they used to make it in porridge. They yeah. used to. It came with a golden syrup sachet, and you swirled it around. Well, oh, yeah. my school used to have a, a big mansion in the country that we went to for one week yeah. of the year. Every class went for a, a week. And we always went around about this time, so it was lovely weather. And I always remember the... I mean, apart from the fact that it was a beautiful, beautiful house, the porridge in the morning always had golden syrup in it. Really? It was lovely. We never had porridge. Didn't you? We used to have haddock. <laughs> Every morning. I Kippers. grew up to... No, haddock. Oh. I used to grow up hating the smell of haddock. <laughs> and then, strangely enough, I quite warmed to it. And I bought one once, and I've told people before, I bought it... Uh, and that, when I turned it over, it was all black skin. I went, oh, and threw it away. <laughs> I can't touch anything with black skin on. It's odd, that, isn't it? I'm just a strange little person, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, nice heavy company. LBC 97.3. Here you go. Lovely sunny day. What a great day for going horse racing and things like that. So we'll find out in a moment how we did yesterday. Before that, the sporting headlines. Our sports editor is Phil Blacker. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Good morning. Cristiano Ronaldo has uh, moved quickly to avoid another summer of transfer speculation, linking him with a move to Real Madrid. He'd been pushing to join the Spanish giants last season, and it was widely thought that transfer would only be delayed for a year. But despite Madrid still wanting him, Ronaldo says he doesn't care what happens there and is only interested in Manchester United next season. Chelsea striker Didier Drogba is expected to find out his punishment from UEFA today for his angry reaction to the club's Champions League defeat to Barcelona. He's likely to face a lengthy ban for ranting at the referee and then swearing on live TV. The Blues could also be charged with failing to control their players. Meanwhile, Barcelona face an anxious wait themselves to see if Thierry Henry and Andres Iniesta can play in Rome in that Champions League final against Manchester United next week. Manager Pep Guardiola has admitted both are major doubts through injury. Yorkshire Cricket Club are defending the drainage system at their Headingley ground after having to abandon yesterday's one-day international between England and the West Indies. The decision was greeted by boos given that there was bright sunshine at the time and it hadn't rained for three hours. But despite Yorkshire spending £600,000 on resurfacing recently, the outfield was still unplayable. Chief Executive Stuart Regan says no ground would have been able to cope. Unfortunately, it's one of those days where you do everything you possibly can to get the ground ready, but you can't legislate for torrential rain. You know, we've had two torrential downpours in the space of 12 hours. The ground staff have worked fantastically well to try and deal with that. Britain's number one female tennis player Anki Athavong faces a tough semi-final at the Warsaw Open today. She uh, became the first British lady to reach the last four of a clay court event since Joe Jury back in 1983. Athavong plays Alona Bondarenko, who put out uh, Maria Sharapova in the quarterfinals. The English challengers will be hoping to keep the pressure on in the second round of golf's PGA Championship at Wentworth. David Horsey and Anthony Wall are tied leaders, with Ross Fisher just one shot further back. And it's a busy day of racing. Flat meetings at Brighton, Haydock, and Newcastle, Newmarket and Pontefract today, and they also go over the jumps at Stratford-upon-Avon. Heavens above. There's a lot of people going over the jumps everywhere, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Grief. Never heard of so much. Anyway, uh, once again, says Alex, we managed to both finish nearer <laughs> last than first. Yeah. You're so far away from me this morning, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, uh, but... Uh, keeping his distance. <laughs> is, is your website down, John? Yes, it there is, is a oh, problem. Because right. Alex is trying to get hold of you. Yes, so said I've, yes. I've, got a, I've got a date for Alex. Have you got his email address? I have. And I've got a date. Oh, right, okay. I'm waiting to hear. Can you email him? The 9th of July. Yes. All right. 9th of July. 9th of July. Okay, well, you, you sort that out. Yes, I will. You? Yesterday, Cara's request for Alex, 7th uh, out of 10th, lost £2, total lost £26.71. Your Copper Beach. Yes. 5th. I don't know what went wrong with that. I was quite confident. You were, weren't yeah. you? 
little face brightened up, <laughs> and a little sort of smile, you know. <laughs> and you can never tell with him whether he's actually in the real world did, or not. Did you drown your sorrows last night? I did. Most nights he Most drowns his sorrows. All day. Most lunch times. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Lovely. I suppose if you start early, you can start he's a, early. He's a happy little soul. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Every day's party time on the sports desk. <laughs> <laughs> so you lost £2 anyway. Oh uh, total loss £33.84. So today we're off to Newmarket. The selection goes at 4.40 and it's Rangefinder. Win only. Rangefinder. What are you going for? I'm going to uh, Pontefract, the 7.30, made to run. Made to run. Mm, that sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds made like to it run. should do well. Is Designed that M-A-I-D? No. Oh, M-A... <laughs> I don't think it was that sneering attitude. They're not talking about Jordan again. Well, he said made to run, so it's M-A-D. I actually can't remember. I, I don't think I've written it down right. Oh, right. <laughs> so, in other words, I could be right. <laughs> well, yeah, right, yeah. that's Alex's email address. Right, thank your you. Bit. When, when I'll come and get it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. So far away in the studio now. This studio is the biggest in the entire world. It's like Wembley Stadium, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Phil, very Thank much. You. Phil will return with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven this morning. Paper reviewers Julia Hartley Brewer, political editor of The Express. They're going to be talking about uh, Britain's ability to borrow under... Uh, threat. Barack Obama and Dick Cheney giving duelling speeches over Guantanamo Bay. Tom Cheel will try to get a feel for the level of anger on the streets of London over the, over the expenses scandal. And Nick will look at the issue of forced marriages as a mother is sentenced to three years in prison for arranging the marriages of her teenage daughters. Mm. Still goes on, still goes on. Still goes on. And uh, private clamping. Private clamping. Oh, we've got people who listen to this programme who do private clamping. So they're talking about a victim, the owner of a, a dry cleaner, who's been a victim of a private clamping scam. So you have to listen to that. Or with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven and this it, morning. And in fact, the, the, piece, the piece that he's doing, one of the pieces I think you just said he was doing is about uh, Britain losing its uh, creditability in the yeah. world. Yes. The AAA thing that we have in this country because of the amount of money that we're borrowing. Yes. We're borrowing so much money, we may not be able to pay it back. We'll become bankrupt. Well, you wait till we've had the Olympics. <laughs> we'll you wait till we've had that. that. There'll be nothing left, will the, there? The, the, and the other day they were doing the, um, isn't it, the World Cup in 20... 18 or something, oh, and it says we could make 1.8 billion, but, you know, how much will they, they'll build another stadium for that. Yeah. I don't know why we're building a stadium over there when we've got Wembley. Ridiculous. What does that do? I've got a good show for you to go to. Uh, this is the Bloomsbury Theatre. It's a nice little theatre, Bloomsbury, and in fact, it's being performed, uh, they're, they're performing Little Women, oh, Louisa lovely. M. Alcott's, which is quite nice. Lovely book. But this is by the West London School of Dance. It tells a story of the four March sisters, first commissioned for the West London School of Dance in 99. Original score performed and recorded for the West London School of Dance by the Prague Philharmonic. There are 120 children performing in this show. Wow. Uh, with a few professionals. The story is heartwarming and will enchant you, ladies and gentlemen. Ticket price is £10 for children, 15 to 20 for adults. And so if you fancy going down, it's the 13th and 14th of June. It's the West London School of Dance, Little Women at the Bloomsbury Theatre. That'd be lovely. Yeah, go on, go see. 120 kids on the stage. Absolutely marvellous. With a, a few little professionals. Little Women's in. a lovely story. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that book. It was a favourite. I'm sure it was a girly book, but I liked it. Yes, there were lots of different girly books, weren't there? Was it. Um, Mallory Towers. Mallory I liked. Towers. Enid Blyton. I love that. Oh, was that Enid Blyton? Enid Blyton, yeah, that was a series it's of. It's a lovely Enid Blyton signature. I just think it looked fantastic. <laughs> a signature or a books. Yes. Or is that as far as you got? That is as far <laughs> as I got, I'm afraid. Uh, what do you need to be able to do if you want to uh, be. Uh, because I'm an ambassador to health, weight and fitness. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is from Martin, thank you. Uh, AHM have a number of free-of-charge fitness groups along the Thames and other locations. You need to fill in a health form on the website, be able to walk 45 minutes at ease, mm. be motivated, want to have fun, and finally, smile, which is quite good. So, uh, all the details, 
Uh, and if you go to their um, their sort of website, website, they can give you all sorts of details on it, which is www.ahm-go.com. Okay? They've got all sorts of groups around yeah. the capital. So go give them a try. In fact, okay. I'm getting lots of exercise at the moment because Highgate Station... Highgate, by the way. Not Highgate. 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 That's Highgate. what the lady on the tube says, yes. on the, the monitor thing. But the, a Highgate Station has two escalators because it's so deep. One to come from the platforms up to the ticket office mm-hmm. and then another which takes you from there up to the top of Archway Road and Muswell Hill Road. Mm. That's off for two weeks. No. So we have to walk up this great ramp. Think of the exercise. It's absolutely marvellous. Not... Kevin, Kevin is touched. Oh, is he touched? Apparently so. By whom? Little Rebelot. And stop this person before he gets carried presumably, away. <laughs> presumably the wife. He says postcard will be sent. I, we, we look forward to it. I think so too. I just, just a nice... I do... I, I made my friend Helena, who went on a two-week excursion around America, mm. send a postcard from everywhere. And did she? And she did. Did she? Unfortunately, they mainly all arrived over three days. <laughs> I think she posted them individually. But Kevin and uh, Amanda are looking forward to my, my first postcard... From, uh, from Moscow. From Russia. And also, I want photographs sent of what the apartment looks like, your local food place, <laughs> what the local drunks look like. I want to know everything. And don't forget to sign it from Russia with love. Yes. That's the from, secret. From Russia. <laughs> Great stuff. Listen, have a good <laughs> flight. It's only a short flight, so... How you take hours. clothes for two years? I've got no idea. How many, how many suitcases? That much. You must buy things. There. Is it easy to buy? Do you know, I'm so... It's very I'm expensive. So st- is it? Oh, yes. Very, if, very if you need expensive. any clothes sending, Kev, just let us know. I'll do up a parcel or text and FedEx it. Oxfam six one six. Do they have charity shops out there? I like think. like we have Twickenham. Do you think they have them in Moscow? Do you think they have a charity shop? They have them in Bulgaria. They will they? have them. Oh, right. Yeah. It's quite John Lewis I, in Moscow. Is Kevin going, I don't think we'll be going to shop in charity <laughs> shops, thank you very much indeed. But if you need anything, send him. We can always send stuff. They have Gucci can't we? And, and all of those. He doesn't go to Gucci. He does. He do- no, he doesn't. He might have to, actually. I wonder if you can get those jeans he wears that hang halfway down your back. I don't think in Moscow. I, th- I, th- I think that it'll be a little bit around the Urals. <laughs> That'll be a little bit windy, I suspect. I think it'll be Cossack hats and sort of fake fur. Now, this Definitely. I want to see a picture of, Kevin, OK? Uh, well done to uh, Duncan and Claire from beautiful Rotherfield in deepest Sussex. They mm. went to see uh, a superb show last night, Graham Gouldman, mm. who was in 10CC, was our guest a short while oh, ago. Right. On, uh, yes. That reminds me. And uh, said so 10CC were fantastic. I really good. Were. So he'll be They're thrilled. A wonderful song. I'm Thank not you in love. Mary Just says, uh, really looking forward to Monday. I'm bringing my sister, but we haven't got an idea what to expect. Uh, elephants and, uh, and badgers. Trapeze artists. Trapeze artists. Things like, you know, the usual sort of thing. Cirque du Soleil has nothing <laughs> it's, on, it's, yes, on that. Sadly, it is, it is nothing. <laughs> it is nothing. No, it'll just be a nice cup of tea, you know, and a, and a, social, a social event. In fact, you were talking a minute ago to, about, well, you weren't talking on this programme, but you were talking about John Barrowman going into the Le Cargeau He's going Fall. to Cargeau Fall. Well, I saw Le Cargeau Fall on Wednesday. Oh, did you? Yeah. With whom in? Is it Stephen Pacey? It's, no, it's uh, uh, Roger Allen. Oh, right, Roger Allen. Who is excellent, oh, I right. have to say. And I saw it originally at the London Palladium 25 years ago. And it was Dennis Quilley. Yes. Was, was I it. went there to do interviews and they said, terribly sorry that you can't do any interviews, the show is just closing. Oh, they've just, they've just posted the notices for it. Well, because you know it's on at the play... Not the, it's at the New Players Theatre. Is it the, the Playhouse Playhouse Theatre on the Bankment, yes. Which yeah. is a lovely, lovely theatre. It is nice. Very small, it's supposed to have a secret tunnel. Intim- Really? Underneath what? it, which goes to the Royal Horse Guards Hotel, because the King used to sneak into his box. Ah. So if, if you're in the theatre, you have to go check. And the Royal Horse Guards Hotel is Just been done stunning. up. Just been done up. We had breakfast there before the uh, Lord Mayor's Parade. Did we? We did. No, no, we went up to... Uh, no, we were in the Liberal Club. 
upstairs. Which is next door. Which is next door, next door. in that big library, which is all fake books. All the books in there. It's a huge library, which must be... Oh, it's oh, enormous. Massive. It's yeah. massive. Enough, enough to sit two or three hundred people in it, and all the books are fake. Oh, they? The whole thing is all fake. It's very cleverly done, so though. It's just a vision of books. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Uh, in today's How Low Reverse Auction... It's a bog-off. It's a Steve Allen special. You've got 15 minutes to buy one, get one free. So, in other words, two for... You'd be a fool not to go for this. Two for the price of one. A fool. Uh, ideal, because today it's a Toshiba laptop. Comes preloaded with Windows Vista. If you need a bit of extra help, that's why we're giving you the burst today. So, it's buy one, get one free. But be quick. All the free bids must be used by 7am today. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 6pm tonight. You must use the bog-offs by 7, though. Text LBC... Follow by your bid in pence and send it to treble 821. So, LBC, your bid in pence and treble 821. Every second bid between now and seven is free. The bid will cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And you must be over 16. So, good luck, but use them before seven o'clock. So, if you make 20 bids between now and seven, you get 20 free bids. So, it's 40 for the price of 20. You'd be mad not to go for it. Quarter to seven. Steve Allen. Right, uh, this week, LBC 97.3 want to give you the chance to win a weekend trip to Edinburgh, courtesy of British Airways. At London City Airport, you can check in with as little as 15 minutes. Fly BA from London City Airport to nine destinations. Main target routes, Amsterdam, Edinburgh and Frankfurt. And for your chance to win this fantastic prize, listen to Nick Ferrari at breakfast, James Max and Andrew Pearce all this week. LBC 97.3. We're just trying to work out which, which flight Kevin was on with Amanda today. Whether it's Aeroflot. There are four flights. Or British Airways. If it's with Aeroflot, you'll be sitting with a rear gunner and it's an outside toilet. And if... Or that man. <laughs> the stewardess will have a fag on before you've even taken off. <laughs> Aeroflot used to have the worst name, didn't they? What about that man that you hated, who did the, did the work for Aeroflot, and then was on that... Program called Airport. Oh yeah, Jeremy Spate. <laughs> I knew. Remember Jeremy Spate? He'll be on there. To who became films. this sort of minor television camp celebrity, celebrity, but turned out to be married to a Russian girl. And I remember distinctly. And I should have asked <laughs> Julian Clary about it when he was on a short while ago because they, he did a quiz show and Jeremy turned up on everything. Mm, you did. And they did a program a short while ago where they went back to that uh, program. Well, and, that particular one that he yes, was on. Yes, yeah. and, and all the other people who were on the subsequent programmes and found out what they were doing now. And were most of them still working for the airline? I think he's doing the same thing still. What, working for Aeroflot? I think so, yeah, oh, because my... he speaks fluent Russian. Yes, maybe he'll be at the airport this morning. Perhaps he'll be greeting you. If, if, of course, you're flying Aeroflot. Yes, then again, you may be flying British Airways. Yeah. Not out of the city airport to would, Russia. Given though. the choice, which one would you fly with? Oh, <laughs> British Airways silly. flying the flag. <laughs> Absolutely, okay. I'm British. I'll fly British Airways. It's funny that, isn't it? Because when we went to uh, um, France one day, we went on on a boat, and when we came back, we we came back on on the British boat, Sea Link or whatever it was. Yes, it was so much nicer. What than the bit, French boat? Yes, and on the French boat. What's wrong with Sea France? I don't know. I just I just felt more comfy being on. Too much joie de vivre for you? Probably not enough joie de vivre. <laughs> 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 so you had bacon and eggs coming back, and sort of croissants and jam going yeah. out. Actually, it's funny. You know, we were talking about charity shops when. We went to Paris for that day. Yeah. We didn't see charity shops, but they had what I call cheap clothing shops. You know, we walked yeah, up to Yeah, that whole Hartra, area. That whole rough area. <laughs> where you were we heckled got, and... We got heckled and shouted You at. were sworn at. I tell you, talking English. of swearing, yesterday, mm-hmm. this is Iceland in Twickenham, okay? A car in, in Little Water Lane in Twickenham. It's a little pretty lane, leads down to the river. It's got Stella's Cafe, Michael's Hairdressing, and the Abbey National. And people park on both sides of the road. And it makes it difficult sometimes to get lorries through. 
So yesterday, we're in there having a cup of tea, thoughtfully provided by Stella, which I pay for, and this man parks his car, quite a biggish car, and he's got a disabled sticker. Mm. His wife is sitting in the car. He gets out and he obviously goes to the bank. Now, the trouble is, he, he hadn't parked it as close to the curb as he probably could have done, making it difficult. Up comes the Iceland delivery van behind him. He's not in the car. The wife is in the car. The Iceland delivery man, beep, 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 beep. It goes like this. So we're looking out, and I'm thinking, well, the bloke's not in the car. This woman is disabled. She can't drive it. So eventually, the Iceland delivery man decides that, yes, he can actually get down the side. The obscenities and the filth that this driver of the Iceland delivery van directed at this woman. I thought, if you'd been a policeman, you'd have had him hauled out the van and you've had him up in court. I've never heard such a foul-mouthed tirade in my life at this elderly woman. But also, it was, he's representing that company. He's sitting in the Iceland van. Every other word was F. We had, we had every word you can think of directed at this woman. I was horrified it's that a man would be that, you know, that Iceland would employ somebody like this. Mm. Well, I hope Absolutely they complain about him. Well, I think people should. If I see him again, I'm going to take a photograph. And she's disabled. Exactly. Disabled, with a disabled sticker. Mm. And, and he's shouting obscenities at her. great big hooligan. Absolutely. You wait, matey, till I see you next time. Your life will not be worth it. Dreadful, dis- disgraceful disgraceful. conduct for a company. Disgraceful. disgraceful. Any- and you're right. If you're in a company vehicle, they're representing the company. Yes, and actually, they could be fired for bringing the company's name into disrepute. I've never heard... Like, we all stood in the hairdresser going, have you heard this language? I, I fired... I got rid of somebody who worked for me once for doing that. Who swore? Yes. Well, actually, they went to the nightclub that I work at and went, just turned up there and said, I know John Warrington, I want to be on the list. And they said, well, John Warrington's not here tonight, you can't come in, we're busy. Uh, and there was a great thing. And they started effing and blinding outside the club to the doorman, and I fired him, because he was using Genoa Travel to get into a club, and he had no right to do I'd, that. The other day, somebody turned up in reception, I'm Steve Allen's producer. I went, and they went, no, you're not. Turned out she was. But anyway, so she got in. I mean, unfortunately, we tried desperately to keep her out of the building, but, you know, security around here, they'll they keep changing going. the number of her they fob. Keep, we, they, we, we keep changing the number of the fobs <laughs> and the security number, and she still gets in. Last week, it was in a laundry basket. She does work for free. Sorry? She does work well, for so free. So she should do. We're in a recession, for goodness sake. She'll be grateful just to get the cup of tea and the warmth. Look at this carpeting. What, what, cu- well, the cup of tea, if you want a cup of tea, you can, I'll make your cup of tea if you want one. Unfortunately, we don't have time, so I'm going home in five minutes. Exactly. Five minutes, you've got left on the how low. So, if you... The bog-offs. You've got to be quick on this one, so buy one, get one free. Well worth it. it. Yes, it's absolutely well worth it. It really is. We haven't found if if Kevin's going Aeroflot yet. Well, we soon will. I suspect he might be there already at (laughs) the airport. He's checking in. He's checking in now. A slight slight sort of nervous feeling in his stomach, but sort of an excited feeling as well. Oh, just at the thought days of coming of back to you. <laughs> days of trepidation. John thought that the Bluebell Railway was a little tiny train. It's a big train. It's a big, big chitter train. You think it's a little miniature I railway? I thought it was one of those small gauge railways. No, I don't think I so. I mean, I have passed it several They'd times. They do fish and chips on it. If it was small gauge, you'd never be able to sort of, You wouldn't be eating it. You'd be sort of, you know... It's rather nice. Mm. They've also got the Golden Arrow Pullman service. Well, that must be huge. Which is part, that's a big train. Yeah. Big, big, big train. Well, they're train. all big trains, aren't And look, they? on that, you get cream of carrot and coriander soup. Well, it can't be a little one, then, can duck it? breast and asparagus spears oh, served yeah. with summer leaves and pine kernels. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Not all sure about that. pounds. Very, very quickly, the Daily Mirror are offering you a free donut today. <laughs> Lovely. That's, that's a cheering thought, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody celebrating uh, VG Day. That's Victory for the Gurkhas Day. Fabulous. And a lovely story from New Zealand here. Uh, a couple applied to a bank, uh, a New Zealand oh, bank, for, 
for an overdraft of £4,000, which was 10500 New Zealand yeah. dollars. Can you believe that when they got there, when they went to check to see if they'd been given this overdraft so that they could go off, uh, they were actually given um, a thousand times that much, and million. the bank deposited four million pounds, ten million New Zealand dollars, yeah. into their account. They own a garage. No, yes, suffice to say, this couple are now missing. Yeah, <laughs> and the money's gone. And, and the money's gone. They couldn't get and it out. And they're on the run through uh, Interpol Stupidly, for them. they will be caught... And they will go to prison, so they've kind of not achieved anything at all. They haven't, and it, we've had these stories before where people have got yeah. things and thought, oh, I'm going to keep that, no one will find out. They do find out, and they will find you. And the thing is that they actually lived on the Bay of Plenty. Yeah. What a wonderful name for a bay. The trouble is, would you all do the same, ladies and gentlemen, if all of a sudden your bank had deposited an extra... I mean, one month I got paid twice. Twice. Really? By this, yes, I, I was quite excited, but I was honest enough to give the money back. Quite right, go. too. Quite right, too. Listen, that's it for this morning, apart from just saying uh, well done to little Alicia Black, who became Britain's youngest wedding guest, because at one fifty her mother gave birth. At 4pm, she decided to get married. <laughs> that's what you call fast turnaround. John will be back with us. We m- might see him perhaps around on Monday, if you're not yes, doing anything. Yes, I've got nothing else to do. You've got do. nothing else to do. Look forward to seeing oh, you. I'll see what I can do about that. That's excellent. We like that. I'm back with you on Sunday. In conversation, Paul Nicholas. He's launching his new talent... Uh, agency. They're, they're setting up lots of places around the country. They've got about 25 or 30 at the moment. So I'm back with you for that. Have yourself a nice bank holiday weekend. Nick's with you next, after the news on LBC. Ever had